And we're back. I'm back. Yeah. Welcome back, Dave. Yeah. He's back I'm in the in in the flesh. Back from the hills of West Virginia. IA. Welcome back, Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter. <laughs> For those that are old enough to get that reference. To, for those of you who have ever driven through West Virginia, Uh-oh. I, how often do you replace your brake pads out <laughs> in the course of uh, a 12-month period? Because my estimations is that they're replacing them out just about every other month. Well, there's a reason. I, I don't think West Virginia has to go through inspections. Uh, I don't think they have inspections like we do here in Pennsylvania. They also, don't, they also have permitless carry there. Oh, that's nice. That, that nice. I didn't know. I, yeah. So I was checking like the reciprocity rules between Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And of course, it gives a breakdown of ones that are green, which means that they line up. The state lines up directly with what the laws are in that state, um, whereas West Virginia was a yellow. So it, it was a yes with conditions. The conditions basically being is that it's a permitless carry state. <laughs> Interesting. It's 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 weird. It's. Basically, you um, you have to match. It, it's almost more free than we are with regards to to, Makes sense. to carry, um, which is interesting. So we do have a Nazi governor. Yeah, so. that's true, and and it's crazy because, I mean, it, it's cut such a diversity of opinion and belief there. It's like very conservative, but very like up to speed too like i don't know how to explain it i'm just it's, gonna check the ticker here while i'm uh while while we're, oh, while yeah. we're talking that guy we have 156 days uh nine hours 57 minutes and 51 seconds yeah. until uh tom that, wolf leaves office that sounds like a rent song 156 <laughs> days dear nine minutes so, Until Tom Wolf is out. Uh, anybody that wants to check out the, the ticker, you can go to our website, thebtlpodcast.com, and we have a ticker at the top of our webpage that shows you how long until we get a new governor. That's how much we love the man. Yeah. Did you? What cracks me up is just I use YouTube quite a bit for some things and just how many ads on there from oh, Shapiro. It's just ridiculous. It is. By the way, if those of you didn't know, Shapiro contributed most of the funds that uh, – Mastriano is yeah. using for his yeah he was he was contributing to the um, to Doug Mastriano's campaign and now now they're trying to bash him because he's <laughs> I there's there's a very uh, strong chance that uh, he could pull this out yeah I mean yeah. I'm not I'll put it this perspective I'm not a hundred percent for Mastriano because there's some things yeah. I don't line up with him on yeah. but. In light of the whole Wolf Shapiro lineage or bloodline, so to yep. speak, of yep. thought, I I'd sooner have Mastriano in office. I'd than... rather have, I'd rather have a conspiracy theorist as a governor than a biofascist. Yeah, yeah. And that's just um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and Shapiro is a uh, is a Philadelphia attorney. I'm from Philadelphia. I don't like attorneys from Philadelphia. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I only like cheesesteaks from yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I point. like from Philadelphia. But, uh, but so yeah. Dave had uh, last week uh, was on vacation, so I was flying solo. You can go back and check out that episode. Um, I talked about the Alex Jones verdict um, and the ridiculousness um, that goes along with that. Uh, before that, we had an episode on the 47 Ronin. Um, 
where we talked about some uh, Japanese history and things like that. Go back and check that out. Um, most of all, um, for today's purposes, um, I'd like everyone to go back and check out our episode on the Fourth Amendment um, and uh, illegal searches and seizures. And we were going to do an episode on the Fifth Amendment today, but recent events um, seem a little bit more pertinent uh, to what's going on in the world today than than talking about every Fifth week Amendment. every week it it's, seems like there's it's ridiculous there's at least two or three like major not to say there's there's news all over the place yeah but i mean if you tried to cover it all you'd lose your mind absolutely but absolutely but there's some bigger things at the so the head, i guess it was monday was it monday was it what day was it before we get into that oh sure oh so, yeah you have a yeah, uh, little bit of a trip to the uh, local Asian supermarket down in State College, and I felt like I should pick up a couple of these to try them out. So I feel like before we start talking, we all have to eat one of these. So just just for those out there, I, I can't read uh, Chinese script. If you can, <laughs> more power to you. Uh, the description on this is odd taste broad bean parentheses fried. So... <laughs> I, for all that tells me is absolutely nothing, but uh, we're going to try these out and hopefully right. not die. What do we got here? I, you, you just have to taste them. That's the only thing I can tell you. I can't explain them. All right. So. I'm going to switch to my... Here's here's what we got here. It's some sort of crunchiness. Mm-hmm. They have some kick, too. Yeah, coming in on the back end there. (laughs) Aren't they delicious? (laughs) They're not bad. No. I think it's because there's maple in them. I taste the maple. It's such a weird combination, though. Apparently, <laughs> there's some radioactive <laughs> ingredient emanating from these. Okay. Well, they're warm. They got some kick on the back end. I really do wish I could read what was in these. Oh, there we go. Okay. Ingredients. Yeah, you can see the ingredients. Broad beans, granulated sugar, malt syrup, vegetable oil, edible salt, as opposed I don't, to I, I don't know why they have to clarify. I mean, I guess there's there's rock salt, but chili. Ah, good old MSG, monosodium glutamate. Chinese prickly ash. Spice. <laughs> Just random. Edible flavors and fragrances and food additives. I've never Ate a fragrance before. No, I never have. <laughs> Spices are processed. Man, I'm getting the I'm getting a little running there. Spices are processed according to the usual international irradiation technology. Origin: Chengdu City, Sichuan Province. You've been irradiated. So they're from, it's, it's Szechuan. Okay. 
Store in a cool, dry place. Shelf life nine months. Wow. It's at MSG. Yeah. Keeps these things fresh for... (laughs) Eating method. Open to eat directly. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to chewing on the whole package. Don't put the bag in your mouth. (laughs) So this is... This is what we got. I'll show you on this cam too, just so it's a little clearer. Kusho. I've never heard of an odd bean in my life. Yeah. That's where that's where it's at. They're actually not bad. They're not horrible. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan. Yeah. But they're not horrible. I don't know that I would sit and eat a whole bag of these. But if you're hungry and wanted a snack... It's it's because of the sweet and the spicy. Yeah. They they kind of whoa. Two um, servings per container. Two serving now is does that mean one of these is a container? I don't know. So you're you're probably getting enough salt for like the month. Three hundred and thirty one calories per <laughs> per serving, and there's two servings per container. So. <laughs> Does that mean this is a container? I don't know. Or does that mean this is a container? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sodium, 31%. <laughs> two, or 459 milligrams of sodium. The Chin- Chinese really love their salt. I'm, I'm telling you. They're not bad, though. I'm going to be honest. We'll, we'll try one of these later. There you the go. There you go. But it does have, for, for those... Um, uh, there's only one gram of sugar. Total carbohydrates are 52 grams, though. Um, so that's a pretty high hit if you're doing keto. However, 9.6 grams of protein. So there's quite a bit of protein yep. in these. No cholesterol, no well, it's fat. It's probably because it's the beans. The beans yeah. are high in protein. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, it's it's bad and good at the same time. It's food. It's food. It's food. It's food. It's certainly certainly is food and it's probably better for you than the american alternative <laughs> yeah. well even their their versions of mcdonald's in china have different menus yeah like way different menus yeah than- um the one the one that i think is interesting are the mcdonald's in india because they they can't have the beef so, like, everything's chicken-based. Well, or... believe it or not, though, like, some of the McDonald's there, they do serve beef, but they have blinds on oh, the windows. So, so that, they don't... So, so people can can't see. Yes. Yeah. They might even have private rooms. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like a strip club for, <laughs> for hamburgers. <laughs> you just like, hear the Blue Oyster music yeah. and people... Oh, well, we got that. Let me just <laughs> unlock my phone here. I can but, just... yeah... You walk in. You walk into your uh, walk into your um, Chinese or your your Indian McDonald's and order a, a hamburger. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> We're nuts. We're nuts here. These are nuts. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so <laughs> they they're not bad. They're not bad. So, they they weren't what I was expecting because I've seen some people try some weird stuff in those you know those multi packs that you oh, can yeah. buy those mystery boxes. Let's bring up the website. See what the website looks like. Eighty six cy. Whoops. <laughs> Playing the. 
<laughs> playing the intro again. Uh, I forgot, I forgot we have hotkeys. I didn't bring the whiskey today. I was going to bring whiskey today. It's a good thing I it's did. It's a good thing you didn't. We're already off to a bad start. All right. Let's bring up the website here. 86cy.com. And, oh, look at here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that doesn't speak of good food right there. Let's look at it in English. Um, into news. <laughs> oh, company news. Okay. Oh, okay. Fighting the epidemic together. February 2020. So it hasn't been updated in a while. <laughs> Products. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, dried fish. Everyone loves some cod filet <laughs> shredded was, squid charcoal grilled actually, flavor i was actually gonna bring something like that to see you twice cooked fish spicy flavor <laughs> crispy shrimp spicy flavor <laughs> eel shredded spicy uh, yeah i'm gonna pass anchovy. i'm gonna pass on all of these next page same thing same thing okay um, we're probably getting all kinds of malware from this <laughs> from this website. I'm just saying. Hey, you want to call their hotline and see? If oh, they... that'd be so great. Contact us. Yeah, yeah, they're really. Uh... We should do that on one of our episodes. Just pick <laughs> random phone numbers of online map. Hey, there they are. They're right there. Let's zoom out. No, satellites aren't allowed to go over China. <laughs> Can't do it. Anyway, that was uh, they're they're interesting. They're yeah. interesting. If nothing else, I'll I'll give you interesting. I'll give you that. Um, so this week was it the eighth or the sixth? I think it was the eighth. Um, FBI Mar-a-Lago. There was um. A little bit of a, a little bit of a big to do four days ago. So yeah, I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday of of this week. The FBI uh, served a search warrant on uh, former President Donald Trump's personal home, um, searching for what they considered to be classified top secret documents. It was alleged um, that he has nuclear secrets um, in his, um, in the documents. No such, yeah, no such documents have been recovered that we're aware of yet. So we're going to preface this with a great big grain of salt um, that there may be, um, there may be some bad stuff there. Um, There may be, some, um, there may be some wrongdoing, uh, yeah. some, some, and if, and if it is, then it is what I would consider to be major, you know, wrongdoing and should be held accountable. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, no matter who you are on its face though. Um, I, I just, before we get into that, I want to preface that we're 100% for law and order. 
Um, we have to preface this, otherwise, you know, we look like conspiracy theorists or, um, you know, Trump and Trump apologists or something along those lines. And that's not where we're getting at here. We're we're simply looking at this from a constitutional rights standpoint and from a the standpoint of um you know what would happen to any one of us as an american citizen um if these things were to happen to us so there was a a, a raid executed on i know you're not supposed to use the word raid but what else are you supposed to call it they raided his house they executed a search warrant on his property while he was not home um, his lawyers were not allowed to be present during the search, uh, which is unusual. The warrant was incredibly overbroad, um, which is unusual. Um, but all that being said, this entire thing is unusual. Yeah. Um, it's something that has never happened before in the history of our country, where a former president's home is raided by law enforcement uh even under the auspices of a legal search warrant. Yeah. Um, that's never happened before. <clears throat> so um, first time in history that a president's home has ever been invaded under these pretenses. Yeah. Um, very bad optics uh, as the current president is going to be running against the former president as it looks right now. So essentially the Department of Justice for the current president is executing search warrants against his opponent, um, which doesn't look good. No. Um, the the president of El Salvador condemned the raid, and he just his point was, what would what would the opinion be in the U.S. if the president of El Salvador launched an investigation against its his yeah uh, his opponents yeah. in an election in yeah. an election year. Um, it's not an election year in the United States, but it is midterms coming up. Yeah. And this is the biggest election before the presidential election. And again, if any, and if any wrongdoing was done, we want to see justice for that. But on its face, it does not look good, um, for the DOJ, Merrick Garland, uh, Christopher Wray and the FBI. Um, Reason being is Merrick Garland, who personally has. Well, he signed off on the. He signed off on the warrant and he personally has. Whether it's conscious bias or unconscious bias, he has bias against President Trump. uh, For those of you that don't remember, uh, Obama nominated Merrick Garland to fill uh, Anton Scalia's seat when Anton Scalia passed away on the Supreme Court and Republicans blocked the nomination and Trump did not renominate him and instead nominated Neil Gorsuch who is now on on the bench and I personally I feel like Merrick, Merrick Garland has never has never gotten over that hit uh, to his career and to his ego. So there's definite bias there that should be questioned. Yeah. Um, whether or not 
the warrant was issued with any malice is yet to be determined because we don't know. We, we have a good idea of what was seized, but because it's top secret information, um, uh, they're not releasing the documents that were seized. I guess my question, and this is just because I'm ignorant of the process with regards to the DOJ, what, what authority does the head of the DOJ have to sign off of a, on a warrant as opposed to a judge? overseeing that specific district well it wasn't that the judge still has to and the, a judge did sign off on the okay. warrant what what they meant was it was merrick garland that approved gotcha. the warrant to go to a judge okay um the judge ultimately would have had to he would have been the last you know um line of defense so to speak um, before the warrant was issued, uh, but he did issue the warrant. Um, it was a magistrate judge in the Southern District of Florida. I believe his last name was Reinhardt, not that it really matters. But um, what worries me about the entire thing is the broadness of the warrant itself. We talked about uh, in our episode, May the 4th Be With You, um, go back and check that one out. We talked about warrants have to be very specific. Um, according to the Constitution, um, the Fourth Amendment, you have it, it has to be very specific as to what you're searching for and where you're going to search for it. This warrant was incredibly, incredibly overbroad. Um, essentially giving them uh, giving them fair game to search the entire house for whatever they could find. Well, it gave them the right to basically put their stamp of evidentiary collection on anything, on and, anything everything. and everything. Everything That would be like somebody coming into your house under the pretense of uh, a murder investigation and then taking taking cash out of your safe because it has... You know, it's yeah. it's just stuff that's unrelated to the investigation itself, you yep. know. And I have a copy of the warrant um, I'll bring up here. Um, <clears throat> so the part that's egregious to me, and I don't I wouldn't necessarily say it's egregious, but it's it's definitely. Yes, it was Bruce Reinhardt. Not that that matters, but that's who signed off on it. Um all right. The premises to be searched was Mar-a-Lago. Uh, that's the actual address of Mar-a-Lago, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, uh, locations to be searched right here. This is how broad it is. Um, the 45 office, which is Donald Trump's personal office in his home, all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises and used or available to be used by the former president of the United States and his staff, and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including all structures or buildings on the estate. That's that's everywhere. Yeah. It does not include areas at the time of the search being occupied, rented, or used by third parties, such as Mar-a-Lago members, and not otherwise used available by the former president of the United States and his staff, such as private guest suites. So pretty much his entire personal property um, is able to be searched looking for 
and here's here's where it gets even worse for me property to be seized all physical documents and record and records con constituting evidence contraband fruits of crime or other uh, uh, items illegally possessed in violation blah 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 um, including the following any physical documents with classification markings along with any containers <clears throat> boxes including any other contents in which such documents are located as well as any other containers boxes that are collectively stored or found together with the aforementioned documents and containers and boxes information including communications in any form regarding the retrieval storage or transmission of national defense information or classified material any government and or presidential records created between january 20th 2017 and january 20th 2021 or any evidence of the knowing alteration, destruction, or concealment of any government and or presidential records or of any documents with classification markings. So, uh, pretty much any documents that were found with classification markings and any documents that are in surrounding areas of documents with classification markings and any containers. So, pretty much anything. Um the receipt for property goes on um, collected and seized property uh, were documents, uh, box labeled A14, A17, or, or A14, A26, 43, 13, 33. And then um, another receipt for property. So essentially his, his executive order for clemency uh, against Roger Stone, a letter from the president of France, a leather bound box of documents, various classified top secret or compartmentalized documents, potential presidential record, a binder of photos, handwritten note, more boxes, miscellaneous secret documents, miscellaneous top secret documents. Now here's the thing. Um, Bill Bill Maher even said something on his show related to this. The word secret and the word classified and even the word top secret is very broad. Again, as we prefaced at the beginning of the show, um, if anything illegal was done, obviously they should be held, uh, President former President Trump should be held accountable for whatever illegal activities were done. However, this warrant and this whole thing is kind of fishy smelling. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, the, the whole, what, what the news stations have been running with is the immediate statement of what they were looking for. So it's like they randomly threw in the statement of nuclear yeah. documentation. So to me, what that screams to me about, from the get-go is that that's like me doing a raid on somebody I hate and putting weed in their bag yep. and then finding it. So that's how it speaks to me. Now, again, on based off of what you said, if they do find that documentation, if they can actually corroborate that that documentation is there by a third-party audit, not by the FBI, because at this point, the FBI has lost a lot of its credibility Absolutely. in... in just over the last, and I wouldn't even say over the Trump presidency, just over the last 10 to 20 years. Since Waco. Yeah, since Waco, they have lost. So this isn't an immediate 
misrepresentation of the FBI. The, the FBI has been misrepresenting themselves for decades at this point. Yeah. So this is just a general distrust that is just coming to the head because of what's going on, but it's being labeled as libel because you know the the subject matter is Donald Trump right now. Yep. And so that's that's part of it. But um, yeah, keep keep going on what you were saying. There's actually something I wanted to bring up that came up in January that kind of ties into this, but yeah. So, um, essentially the, the, the things that I have issue with are all constitutional. I have no problem with the warrant. I have no problem with, um, you know, preserving documents. I have no problem with, any of any of the legal part of this, what I have issue with is this is a very overbroad warrant for yeah. one. Um, two, everyone involved has bias against the president, from Merrick Garland, who was slighted out of a, a, a Supreme Court seat, to Christopher Ray, who has had his run-ins with Donald Trump on several occasions, um, all the way down the line, rank and file. Um, so that bothers me. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that bothers me is that uh, President Trump's lawyers were not allowed to be present during the search. That's highly unusual. Um, generally, at least the lawyers are allowed to be present. Now they're not allowed to interfere. They just they're allowed to kind of sit back and watch what's going on, just to make sure, like. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here, but if the police raided your home and you weren't allowed inside while they were searching, how would you know that they weren't planting evidence? Exactly. And that's the whole point of it is to have a third party, not so much for them to sit there and say, well, that don't pay attention to that and don't pay attention to that. It's for them to make sure that as the, as the scene is, as the environment sits right now, that's how it should be. It should be virtually undisturbed except for the fact that things are being removed from it that Absolutely. were already in that environment. Yep. And and essentially it's just so the, the lawyer can say, yeah, the chain of custody was um, impeccable. Um, they, they took the documents from areas that they said that they took them from. Um, the way that it sits now, you had un... un uh, Plainclothes, we'll call it, plainclothes FBI agents just wandering around Mar-a-Lago searching. They were searching Melania's underwear drawer. They were searching her wardrobe. Um, They were searching places that really had nothing to do with the price of rice of China. Um, So why would you do such an overbroad warrant if you're looking for documents? Um, The other thing that bothers me is that the NARA, the National Archives Records um, Agency, um, had been in contact with the Trump team all spring requesting documents, um, serving subpoenas, and every time they requested anything, uh, the Trump team gave it up. They even invited the FBI down uh, to Mar-a-Lago while Trump was there, and allowed them into their windowless storage facility um, to search through there. And the FBI agents were allowed to rifle through the documents for hours. 
Um, again, if you have anything to hide, why would you allow the FBI in there to search around? Yeah. Uh, if you, if you were, if you were hiding something, um, and essentially they asked him to put a second lock, uh, a, a, a more, uh, a stronger lock on the, on the storage facility just to make it more secure. He did that. Um, he gave them the documents that they requested. Um, I, I just don't understand why, how we got to the warrant aspect yeah. of it. Um, it escalated very quickly. In other words, they've had multiple opportunities to collect the information under normal pretenses uh, within that. It was actually, you, you already got, beat me to the punch, but there was a um, story that came up back in February with regards to our former president's allowed to take home official documentation. And there's always this back and forth. Now, given the light of the situation and the environment and the ethos that's surrounding this specific situation, immediately the, the trigger words that are being fired off in the media right now are to incline a person to believe that a president has no right to any documentation during the course of their presidency, and that's incorrect. Absolutely. That's completely incorrect. In fact, there was a Presidential Records Act that was passed back in 1978 which has been modified and amended over the last couple of years. A lot, the the tricky part of it is that it was Nixon that actually was kind of the, the <laughs> ironically one, enough he was the one that kind of um, spearheaded this, and it was put into place. It, it it was it was it was intentioned, yeah. like from his you know seeing who who intended. But it's been used by multiple different presidents since then. Uh, President Barack Obama. Uh, left office with an estimated 30 million documents, but it went through a process of, I guess, they looked at, Nara yeah. looked at the documents, they were held in confidence, or... He, there, there was, uh, he did it a little bit differently, and, and what I would consider the proper way to do yeah. it um, is it, he transferred the documents to a federal facility in Chicago, and they were kept under lock and key there. Again... It's a federal building, but it's not any different than keeping them in a private storage facility. Um, as long as they're being stored securely, then you're following protocol and you're you're doing what needs to be done. The only thing that the Presidential Records Act that I'm aware of, the only thing that it says is that you're not allowed to destroy documents or alter them or, um, you know, uh, things of those that nature. Um, which has already been alleged. It's been alleged that he was flushing documents, but there's no proof to that. Nobody's ever been able to corroborate that other than um, other than some anonymous staff that say that they think that he was flushing documents so, down the toilet at the White House. I guess my question with regards to these documents, are these considered originals or are these considered... And that's the other thing is he, he would not have the originals. He would have copies. Um, it's already been uh, discussed and corroborated that they are these are not the original documents. These so are, these are just copies. These are copies. So these are still in the yes. possession of the parties that, that are supposed to be every, in possession of Every them. one of these documents in question, um, as far as I understand, I'm willing to be wrong, but as far as I've gathered, um, there are copies of these documents already in the National Archives. What is at what's at contest here and what's been being debated is whether these documents are top secret or 
confidential um, or, um, you know, thing, things along those lines. Um, if they are top secret, then he's, he, he, they have to be declassified before he's actually allowed to have them. I think, I don't know how that works. Well, that's um, the, that's the whole argument piece too, is whether or not a president's allowed to declassify documents. But I, here's the president, the, uh, just to not to interrupt, but the president has the sole discretion. He's the only yeah. one that can de- well, declassify documents. This article, it actually talks about, um, so this professor was talking about, or uh, Kelvin McClanahan at the uh, George Washington University Law School um, made a statement that uh, a president has discretion on what docs to retain as presidential records while in office. So a lot of this pertains to national archives, like libraries. Yep. So when libraries, you know, most presidents within however many years have had libraries dedicated to them. So they retain a certain number of documents that kind of paint a picture of the history of their, of, of their presidency. So these are essentially declassified because they're allowed to become public archive. Yep. They're, these are not like, it's not part of the public archive to have the, the blueprint for building a warhead, you yep. know, for, you know, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, so the documents that he has copies of were ones that were approved for him to keep in confidence were copies of for retention, for delivering them to a library potentially for his. And there's even conversation between him and Nara that's documented yep. with regards to these release documents like this one in February where he released, I think it was an estimated 15 boxes worth of documents back to Nara for I can't remember what the purpose was, but they had requested him and he gave them to him. Yep. So again, it, this is just painting this big picture of bullshit. Yep. A big bullshit picture is what it's painting and at a, this point. And again, I can't, I can't preface enough. If there are bad things yeah. in these documents, then that should be dealt with and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But until that information is released, on its face, this looks this looks really really bad. Yeah, this looks really 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 bad for the Department of Justice and the FBI and Merrick Garland and even Joe Biden because he and that's the other thing. Joe Biden says he has no idea that this happened. I cannot, I cannot in my wildest dreams picture a world where the very first execution of a warrant against the former president of the United States isn't discussed with the head of the executive branch. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. And if, and if it wasn't discussed with Biden, that's another problem. Yeah. He is the head of the executive branch. He should have known about it. Yeah. He should have. But there again, talking to Biden's like, yeah, (laughs) mental, mental deficiencies aside. Yeah. He's still the president of the United States. He's still culpable. He's still, yeah, he still has duties that he has to perform under the constitution. And one is the head of the executive branch. The whole, the whole purpose of his job is to execute the laws of the United States. Um, I just, I just, I find it very hard to believe that Joe Biden had not, had no clue. Uh, I mean, then again, Joe Biden doesn't, doesn't, I probably can't even put his pants on in the morning. Um, But, 
the the thing of it is is that the whole media cycle just drives me that's, that's yeah i'll be honest with you like I've been separating myself from some of the media cycle, even though this is a lot of what we cover, because the problem is, is a lot of what they cover is just, it's, it's insightful. Yeah. Not insightful in like I N S I G H T F U L insightful as an I N I N C I T. You know, it's, it, it's done with provocative. the, it's provocative. It's done with the intent to incite some kind of anger almost, which is exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened because there was a guy the next day that attacked the FBI in Ohio, yeah, I heard about them. in Ohio. Yeah. And in all intents and purposes, it was because of the raid on, on Donald Trump. In fact, there's no intents and purposes. He came out and said uh, on social media that that's why he was doing it um, because of the raid on Donald Trump. I'm going to say, as we've said a hundred times on here, that any political violence yeah. Uh, is unacceptable. Well, it Whether op- it comes from the left or the right, it's unacceptable. Well, the moment you enter into that kind of sphere, you obfuscate any real story at that point. Yeah. You know, really what it boils down to is if you can get the other party to get so mad to where they start doing stupid shit like that, then they immediately start discrediting themselves, you know, when they try to make any statements to the contrary. It certainly appears like they're trying to be provocative. Yeah. It I mean, certainly appears on its face and not just for this incident either. It just seems like every single thing that the Department of Justice is doing, um, the the Biden administration, the FBI, <clears throat> like the, the, the FBI recently came out with a... Um, I don't have a copy of the of the document, but it was essentially a um, a guidance document for field officers describing what symbols are to be considered extremist symbols. And now the Gadsden flag is considered a symbol of domestic terrorism. Um, the Betsy Ross flag is considered a symbol of domestic terrorism. The Spartan mask. Uh, the Punisher mask, uh, all of these different symbols, like the Gadsden flag and the Betsy Ross flag are historical flags. The Gadsden flag was one of the first flags of our nation. And it was, it was uh, flown by the, by the uh, Continental Marines during the Revolutionary yeah. War as their, as their battle flag. And yeah, now it's, it's hyperbole. It's, it's considered a symbol of domestic terrorism. Why do you think that is? Because the right embraces um, the don't tread on me flag, which is the Gadsden flag and the Betsy Ross flag. Um, and they also consider images of the Revolutionary War to be symbols of domestic terrorism. Um I will preface that the FBI direction did say that these symbols alone should not const I'm gonna preface. These symbols alone should not constitute um, search and seizure or anything along those lines. But the fact that these directives are being handed down, this is the same thing as them weaponizing the Department of Education against parents. Yeah. And they're... Well, they're, well that was Merrick. Yeah. Was, Again, yeah, that exactly. was Merrick. It was Merrick saying that if anybody disrupts inside of one of these meetings, they should be considered terrorists. Yeah, exactly. You saw how much... This guy, everything he does, it's everything it's, he does is provocative. Everything he says, you know, there's, there's, but nobody's questioning. Nobody, at least the powers that nobody dare question. And that's what 
that's what's worrisome. But but you, now, of you course, to. you've got Rand calling for impeachment articles against Merrick. Yeah. Um, the House of Representatives, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is wha- as, she's wackadoodle. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. She's yeah. wackadoodle. But she, she introduced articles of impeachment. I really do feel that there needs to be an investigation uh, first because there's no way that there's no way that the current House of Representatives is going to impeach Merrick Garland. No. There's no absolutely no way. But if Republicans win the House and the Senate in November, or at least the House. Yeah. Here's 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 the here's the biggest thing to take away from this. The biggest thing to take away from this. The warrant was way overbroad. And should have been contested on 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 that measure alone, but the lawyers were they didn't even get a physical copy until like a couple days later when they requested a physical copy of the warrant and the receipts. Yeah, you're supposed to be presented with the warrant. You're supposed to be served with the warrant during the raid, uh, and that didn't happen. So the whole thing just stinks. Yeah, it's, it's just so. Stinks. I mean, it really. Again, it comes back to this whole thing is that the the activities from both sides in different settings kind of obfuscates the opportunity to really like pin down what's really going on in some cases. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we'll have reactions and, you know, actions that are happening in the context of this story that make it almost impossible to get a clear idea as to what is really going yeah. on. So you, even after they start, because right now all all that's being touched on is just, just the surface superficial BS that they only ever, it's like, all right, well, he claimed the fifth. You know, he, he invoked the fifth. It's like everybody does that. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. Uh, so now they're using that against him. It's like, well, they say, well, the reason they're doing that is because he said on several occasions, why, if you're not guilty, why would you plead the fifth? Which is a stupid yeah. statement. That's dumb. It was dumb for him to say that. And he's stupid if he believes yeah. that. Uh, but th- he came out with a statement after this and he's like, well, um, he, he actually said, let me pull up the quote. Cause he actually said something about that. Um, he said something along the lines of now I understand why. Uh, And this is from CNBC. So, you know, it could, it can be trusted. Sorry. I don't want your, Spam ads. Are you kidding me? They give me a video. Here's from the BBC. Come on with the ads. Uh, Lot of dead air. This is the most exciting part of our. Oh yeah. This is when we. Uh, I can't even find it. I'm. I'm just going to paraphrase because I don't want to waste a bunch of time trying to find it. But he essentially said, 
he, he acknowledged the comments that he's made in the past. And he said, in the past, I've said, if you're, if you're guilty, then why would you plead the fifth? And he says, I, he now understands that there could be an entire cabal of bureaucracy, bureaucrats and, and people with grudges that, that will smear your name and make you look guilty when you're not. So that's why you plead the fifth. And that's exactly why you plead. The fifth. Yeah. Um, you plead the fifth because anything that you say can and will be held against you in the court of law. Well, it's it's also that idea is that you don't have to submit yourself to inquiry until you're in the presence of your defense and in the presence of, you know, a jury. Yep. You don't that's the whole point of it. I was we were still watching Yellowstone. The new season's coming out in uh, I guess it's November. There's a new season, fifth season coming out. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. But at the end, at the end, not to do any spoilers here, but at the end, there's a girl that uh, Dutton gets intertwined with. She ends up going to jail and the, the judge that he knows personally ends up like throwing the book at her essentially like 15 years for every offense and ends up basically condemning her to life almost in prison for stuff that shouldn't, you know, be the case. Um, but Dutton made the suggestion to her prior to her, she she was going to change her plea to guilty so that she would get a reduced sentence because that was the carrot. Yep. The carrot was if she, but she ended up doing that and then ended up getting the book thrown at her because the judge is not uh, withholding to yeah. the, the plea bargains yep. that are decided by the, the parties. That's right. So Dutton told her, it's like, change your change your plea to not guilty because I trust a jury more than I do a judge. But she ended up not following his advice. And as a result, ended up getting the book thrown at her. Yep. But of course, you know, Dutton does his thing and does, you know, does his, thing. does his thing. But I'm going to, I'm going to play a little clip. Um, I, I hope it's the right clip. This is why you plead the fifth. This is a, this is a clip from uh, the movie, my cousin Vinny. Uh, so if anybody has ever classic. seen, yeah, this is a classic movie, but this is exactly why, um, this is exactly why you plead the fifth. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and play this here. Let's talk about that for a moment. You paid for the groceries. And then what? We went out to the car and that's it. When'd you shoot him? For 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 a little bit of uh, yeah. In case you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert for one. Second, he thinks he's being arrested for stealing a can of tuna. Exactly. So he's he's yeah. gone through the whole confession, um, and now we're at this point where he's like, okay, well, when did you shoot him? And he's like, wait a second, because he thinks that he's been arrested for stealing a can. Yeah, of tuna. they're they're on two different pages basically yes. right now. So here here continue here. What? At what point did you shoot the clerk? I shot the clerk. Yes, when did you shoot him? I shot the clerk. Hey, Dean, we need you out here. I'm in the middle of a damn confession here. Whoa! Wait a minute! Then it goes to trial. I asked him if he did it, and he said, I shot the clerk. I asked him again, and again he said, I shot the clerk. Now, he did indeed... No he did indeed say, I shot the clerk. Except that in his statement, there's no question there's mark. There's no question mark at the end of that. This is exactly why you plead the fifth, because your words can and will be, be taken out of context and used against you in a court of law. So he said, I shot the clerk. That was a question. 
but they wrote it down as he stated, yeah. I shot the clerk. It's a perfect example, yeah. So that's why you plead the fifth. It's all about syntax. Exactly. It's context. It's they of course in a in, in a transcription, the black and white is gonna say, I asked him, when did you shoot the clerk? And he said, I shot the clerk. I repeat it again. And he again said, I shot the clerk, well, which Eric, is absolutely true. Eric Clapton shot the sheriff. That's true. But he didn't <laughs> shoot the deputy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so he also likes cocaine. But that's a, that's a perfect example. I hope we don't get a copyright strike yeah. for that, but I, I, re- I don't think we will. But that's a perfect example yeah. of why. You plead the fifth yeah. because things are easily taken out of context. And that's that's the whole point of this whole situation is that there's stuff being taken out of context. Just because the FBI showed it up and raided your house didn't mean they had a good reason to do it. Absolutely. Just because they had a judge sign off of it doesn't mean that they were all above board with regards to what was going on. Just because you plead the fifth doesn't make you guilty. Just because you have documents as a president in your possession doesn't mean that you're hiding something because we've already shown that previous presidents since 1978, since the PRA was enacted, presidents have used documents, have withheld documents from Bush to Reagan to, to, to Obama to Clinton to all of them. Every single one of them have had documents retained for libraries and other functions. So this is not news. No. The only the only thing that I can see that's a little bit different, and only because I don't think we've paid as much attention to it in the past, is whether or not presidents have stored those documents in their personal. Yeah, and that that was my only question. But at the same time, given the the nature of what you were stating, is that when they were down there during the spring and having reviewed the storage facility and been like, okay, just put another lock on it. Yeah. To me, that's like okay, you already had your chance. You effed it up if you if you had any suspicions you can't tell me this is something new you can't tell me in the course of three to four months suddenly they have suspicions that there's nuclear documentation on his property or in his possession yeah and that all came from a an anonymous informant yes as well it, it wasn't that the fbi agents that were there saw saw documents it was from uh, an anonymous informant this is no different than a red flag law gone wrong Yep. Somebody has an anonymous tip about their anonymous neighbor who anonymously has a right to own whatever, and they get called in because the anonymous tipper says, you know, this person's crazy because they have a Gatson flag, you know, in their living room, or you know what I mean? It, that, Absolutely. It's no, just, I get you. It's it, but you know, if this, that's why he needs to plead the fifth because this needs to go to a jury. Now, here's the second part of this is that they're talking about putting together a grand jury. And yep. the, the the weird part about this, and I've been reading through some forums, uh, some subreddits and some other things talking about this, this, this whole piece, and one of the things that's coming up is that it looks like they're trying to push this into D.C.'s district. So basically what would happen is that a grand jury could be selected from people in that district. I, I don't know how they could do that. I don't either. And here's here's and why that could I just say be that. hearsay, but because this should if if a grand jury is convened, the grand jury should be convened in the Southern District of Florida. Yes, where the crime, quote unquote, was committed. Yes, which is basic, um, basic criminal law. Yep, is that grand juries and trials are convened 
in the uh, district to which the crime or alleged crime had been committed. So all intents and purposes, they should be convening a grand jury in the Southern District of Florida. Well, here's the other thing that, and I'm again, I'm kind of out of the loop on this, but I have read where the defense doesn't have any say in the selection of a grand jury. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But the prosecution does. I don't know how. That and if works. that's the case, I mean, I'll have to dig into that. We'll have to look more into that to get a solid answer. Well, the grand on that. The grand jury is a little bit different than a than a trial jury. Yeah, yeah. A grand jury just decides whether or not someone should be charged with a crime. Yeah. And then and then there's a trial after that. Um, so that may be why the grand jury, but that still doesn't make sense to me. I mean, but the thing of it is, is that. You know, you have to convene a grand jury to push it to trial. So, you know, if they're if they if by some weird flippity flu, <laughs> flippity floppity, yeah, yeah, um, they somehow manage to to pull together a grand jury out of Washington D.C. Yeah, you you know what I mean? It, somebody made the statement: if you're going to pull together a grand jury, it should be represented from people from different states. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be like one state represents, you know, one small area because that's like doing polling. That's like doing polling on a specific issue and only polling one neighborhood or one town about the issue. Well, if the if the case was in Texas. Yeah, there'd be no issue. If the case was in Florida, there'd be no issue. The case was in California. You know, yeah. Or in D.C. or New York or Chicago. um, There's. There are no peers for Donald Trump in DC. Yeah. That it there you cannot find a jury of his peers in Washington DC because none of them, nobody in Washington DC is a peer to Donald Trump. He he lost DC like by 97 points or yeah. something crazy. Yeah. He Biden almost swept DC. So Clinton almost swept DC. So it's not fair to Donald Trump to have this. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to anybody, period. No, unless, un- yeah, because it wouldn't even, if it was Hunter Biden, it wouldn't be fair because they're all his dad's cronies. It would, Yeah, well, you know, vice versa, like it wouldn't be fair to him if, uh, let's say, the grand jury was pulled out of Florida or, or Texas, Texas. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for Hunter absolutely. Biden. Absolutely. So a change of venue uh, would definitely, I think, would definitely be appropriate, um, and it should be, it should be taken at least to a neutral district. I just uh, don't know what the problem is. Is what what district is neutral? Yeah, but you gotta wonder. It's like what rules govern that whole process? Like how much leniency? How much flex do they have with regards to? Well, Dave, we're gonna have to do a, a podcast episode. Yeah, I guess so. Because so I don't know, <laughs> so that we can learn. Because I don't know either. I really don't. I really don't know. I know juries. I know. I know uh, regular trial rules pretty well. Not. I'm not. I, I don't think I could pass the bar or anything. But um, I know quite a bit about the legal process. But grand juries are a mystery. 
to me. Yeah, I was a paralegal for a number of years, but I only did medical malpractice, so it was a little different. <laughs> did you fall? Did you did you fall on your your place yeah. or somebody else's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a little. It was more like surgery related stuff, but I no never, ambulance chasers. No, no ambulance chasers. Thankfully, I uh, didn't do any of that. But some of it was workers' compensation stuff. It was more like so good on the good side of medical malpractice for the most part yeah i mean i worked i worked for attorneys that had some morals you know when it came to that they they were good a lot of them were very rare good friends with doctors they weren't interested in destroying the practice basically um but anyways yeah yeah neither here nor there so maybe we'll do an episode on grand juries just so that we can understand what's going on yeah but that's what happened uh it's it's been a weird week. I, I yeah. What what gets me and I I we're gonna end we're gonna end the podcast here on a little bit of, of whataboutism. If you want to try the other ones, yes. Yeah. While we're while we're so these are an, these are up. an energy bar. At least that's what they're called. I don't know what's in them. Uh oh. <laughs> you want to split one? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are a little weird, but I think you'll, I think you'll. Okay. So these are called energy 99 bars. Why they called them that? I have no clue. Smell like popcorn. Very chalky. Yeah. Do you feel the moisture just being sapped out of your mouth? It's very interesting. You know what it reminds me of? Do you ever have like the vanilla wafers? Imagine just the cookie without the the vanilla. They're hollow. I don't know if you can see that. They're hollow. It reminds me of cereal. Yeah. It's got a very... It's like a cereal bar almost. That's very much what it tastes like to me is like a cereal bar. <laughs> Again, not bad. Not great either. The, the, the texture's weird. Yeah. It's too much of something. It's basically. like, oh, it's like if Cheerios made a cheese doodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> Do you know the... um? The one thing I saw down there, I almost picked up Lay's. Lay's actually makes a whole line of uh, potato chip flavors that they only market in in like uh, China and in Asian markets. Yule. So they had one that was called Italian meat flavored potato chips. It was supposed to be like Italian food on a potato chip. I was just like, man, isn't that appetizing? Yeah, man. I think this is. I think this this is better than better than these. I would eat these if I had to. <laughs> they're they're actually not crazy. No, these they, aren't bad at all. Neither one of these are crazy. Like I've I want to look at the ingredients on these. Brown rice, palm oil, malodextrin, rice, corn, granulated sugar, taro powder, don't know what that is, soy sauce powder, buckwheat, oatmeal. Mung bean. Yeah, mung. Yeah. Lotus seed, pearl barley pea, small red beans. So there's a lot of actually decent stuff yeah. in here. 
176 calories per saving. Serving size, three rolls. Three of these bitches is a serving size. 176 calories. Not bad. I don't know. 15 what the, grams of carbs. I don't know what the energy part is. I don't know if it has. I don't know. Well, I mean, f- food gives you energy. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that about it. I mean, <laughs> they're not. They're not. I like these better than. I like these better than the. The bean. Uh, the, the weird Whatever beans. these things are. These look like rabbit shit. <laughs> and they're they're a little spicy. These are these are not bad. This is honestly, it's like if Cheerios made a cheese doodle. That's exactly what it tastes like. It tastes like a cheese doodle made with made with oats. Is what it, they're not bad. They're no. really not. They're really not. Um, now we'll have indigestion for the yeah, rest of the day. Yeah, or one of us will have a stroke. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so. Again, it's a weird time. Yeah. It's a weird time in this country. Um, People should be concerned um, because we're at a point now where... They're weaponizing the government organizations. If, again, I have to preface this over and over again. Man, that gives me... Okay. Um, (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It's trying to come back up. <laughs> um, if if this week on between the light, um, if if forty five did take things that he shouldn't have, yeah, then I have no sympathy for what's coming. I really don't. Um, you know, rules are rules, laws yeah. are laws. Doesn't matter what your last name is. Um, Unless it's Biden, (laughs) you you know, Um, but anyway, uh, let's we're we at Between the Lines, Dave and I are reserving judgment until we know more. Yeah, Um, I'm not defending Donald Trump by any means at this point, because I mean, it looks bad. Yeah. But I'm also not on board with the DOJ or the FBI because it looks bad. Yeah. Everybody looks bad. Everybody, everybody is covered in shit right now. Yep. And we need to start spraying some people off to find out who's who and what's going on. So until we actually can see what those documents are, um, and get some verification as to whether any wrongdoing was actually done, I'm reserving judgment. Um, Again, uh, play a little bit of what aboutism uh, here. There were thirty-three thousand emails deleted, yeah, um, and acid washed from a computer, hard drives destroyed, cell phones smashed with hammers, and not one search warrant issued for for Miss Clinton. Yeah, um, and again, but her emails. We know, we know. We're tired of hearing about it too, but. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. And and the point is, is that if you're going to sit there and hypocritically talk about nobody's above the law, it's like, well, yeah, I agree. Nobody's yeah. above and the law. And for four years, we heard about how Hillary Clinton didn't do anything wrong and that this, that, and the third, and that everything she did was right. And I disagree. So that being said, if there were... 
documents taken that shouldn't have been taken, then yeah, you know, I'm on board. Whatever, throw the book, lock him up. We'll, yeah. we'll start that chant. Yeah. Lock him up. Lock him up. I don't care. Um, but what's scary is if there wasn't anything in yeah. those documents, and this was politically motivated. Now we're we're chartering into dangerous waters. Yeah. Um, and I think Mike Lee, Mike Lee, um, Mike Lee said it best is once this door is opened, you're not going to get it closed again. Yeah. So what, what he means by that is if there's turns out to be a politically motivated raid and the Republicans take the house and Senate, all bets are and a president is elected. What do you think is going to happen when the pendulum swings? And that's the thing. Is it, they don't parties in power. Don't get, get it that if they don't think beyond themselves, they need to, Yeah, they need to think beyond themselves. We need to stop thinking in four year, two year blocks. Yeah. Like China, the reason why China is so far ahead of us right now is because they think a hundred years ahead. Yeah. They plan for the next century. They're not planning for the next election. Of course, they also don't give people a choice as to. I mean, I'm not trying to glorify. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying. No, I get what you're. It, I, it's easy to make a hundred year plans when you don't have anybody contesting them. That's true, and you don't have elections. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. They might have elections, but they've already thrown in the ballot of who's. Yeah, yeah the elections are superficial, um, but at any rate, do your own research. Pay attention to what's going on because this could be the biggest the biggest thing that happens in your lifetime. Yeah, uh, this is the biggest warrant I've ever heard of in my life, and it's the most overbroad. The the I believe the founders would be rolling in their graves over this warrant. Yeah, um, because they specifically they hated general warrants, and that's what this is. This is a general warrant for you to go in and look for documents. Um, that, that's what this is. So, yeah. They could be like, Hey, your, your, your mattress will yeah, take your mattress yeah. because there's probably documents in there or, yeah. you know, they were reading the tags on Melania's underwear, making sure that they didn't have top secret designations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, do your own research. Um, go back and check out some of our older episodes. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the BTL hey, podcast. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yep. Yeah, sorry. Long, long My fault. You can find us on Twitter at the BTL podcast. You can find us on no. Facebook at PA between the lines. You can find us at our website, the BTL podcast.com. I think for me, it's not even the sax anymore. It's that dude in the background oh. going, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so check out our old episodes. Follow us on social media. Um, do your own research. Make your own opinions. Don't just form your opinions based on what the media is telling you to think. Um, look at the evidence objectively from the outside looking in and see, because um, that's what we're doing here. Uh, obviously, um, we were supporters of the president before, um, and we still are so long as he didn't do anything wrong. You know, um, if, if our opinion will change when we have more evidence, you know what I mean? Yeah. So until next time, uh, be, be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Bye.